calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover. And you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget, you can watch first on IGN.com and then one day later at 5 p.m. on Saturday over at YouTube.com slash Fireteam Chat. Joining us on the show today is Sean Finnegan. Chomp, chomp. CJ Gibson. What's up? Fran Mirabella. Hey, Guardians. And we have brought on an extra special guest, Andrea Renee. What's good? We've been talking about having you on the show for a long time. I'm so happy our schedule's aligned and we finally got you in the studio to argue about <laughs> yeah. the rain. I know, me too. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I know I've been talking to all of you about this independently, and so I'm glad the stars you made it happen. <laughs> yes, uh, so, so if you're watching the video, you might notice that there's five of us here today or listening, and you can just do simple math. <laughs> <laughs> uh, CJ is going to take it away from here. We're going to do a little bit of a special format. We're going to do a debate show. That's right. We're going to talk about the various things going on Ooh. with Destiny 2 right now, which is, before we get into it, Forsaken's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. We need to like, We're all enjoying yeah. it after yeah. that. I will say, yeah, last episode, Fran needed an ally. So, you know. Uh, yeah. I'm here for you, Fran. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So, we so brought that, in a friend. Yeah, hence the, uh, you know, the separation of, uh, of the people. But it was an interesting episode. It was one of our most commented episodes of Fireteam. Awesome. Actually, of all time. Thank you for interacting and being yeah. totally civil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much, but for the most part, it's pretty good. Yeah. So we'll get to some of those comments after, but I mean, we'll get right into it. All right. The very first one was the, the main thesis of last week's episode. Is the raid too exclusive? Why or why not? Now, we'll do a quick speed run here where we'll give everybody about 60 seconds to tell us what their opinion is. Sean, we'll start with you. Go. Uh, I think my position's pretty clear on this. I don't think the raid needs to be easier. I don't think Bungie needs to tailor it so that more people can get into it. I don't think that players deserve to get into it. Uh, I think that if you want to be one of the people who is competing for World First and is considered part of that exclusive club and is ready on day one, you have to be ready to accept the fact that it's going to take a ton of work, a lot of time, a lot of planning, and some luck. And I don't know that anyone is owed that just because they feel like they want to feel included. All right, very good. So, Andrea, 60 seconds, your rebuttal to that. 
I'm of the mindset that if you pay for a piece of content, you should be allowed to play that piece of content. You shouldn't be subject to gatekeeping because of your personal or time commitments. A lot of people already had issues with the price point of Forsaken and Destiny's history and not providing enough content for the price of their expansions. That being said, I never made the argument that if you didn't put in the time that you should be world's first. Of course not. The best of the best deserve to be world's first. But here I am three weeks in and I can't even make it through the first encounter. Now that being said, it's we're going to go into more details about why I think that is. And I don't think it's just because I'm not high enough light level. So there you go. Well, Destin, you did amazing. You didn't cut to the wide <laughs> shot, but Destin almost jumped out of his seat, but didn't interrupt you. So that was great. Uh, Destin, 60 second rebuttal. Do you agree or disagree with Andrew? Is it too exclusive? The only word I have a problem with there is too. Is it exclusive? Yes. And I prefer that because it, it keeps the raid special. It keeps it a challenging thing to strive towards. Everybody had that opportunity to grind for 70 hours. I totally understand if you have personal obligations and didn't want to do that. That makes sense to me. However, the people who did do that, great. They did it because they wanted to compete. If you want to run a marathon, you train for the marathon and then you run it. You don't just get to run the marathon. You will not finish within the time limit most marathons That's a terrible have. analogy. Where's the mic? Where's the <laughs> mic? We just need to drop it for you. That's uh, the end of your point there. Uh, Fran, you were on the show last week. And again, I read many of the comments. I'm going to go through some of them later on. Uh, I mean, what I do know about you is you're pretty good at articulating yourself. Did you feel attacked or even in this scenario, how do you feel responding to Sean and Finnegan uh, or yeah, it, the truth is, it's like now a moot point, so I'm over it. Uh, I'm focused on other things, but <laughs> since it's a topic of the show, I'm going to break it down again for you. And it <laughs> is about recap. power per hour, okay? The Ooh. PPH. Let's break it down. It's pretty simple. You've got power engrams on the map, and they exist. They're an icon. You chase them. I chased all of them for the 10 days leading up to the raid. I actually got uh, the offering glitch, so I got screwed on that. So the point is, I invested time. My power per hour was decided by Bungie in a way, right? They have the math behind the scenes. I assume that they knew I, there was a chance I'm not going to be the recommended light level. So I spent 50 hours, and the game led me to believe for quite some time. That's where I was coming from, that I thought I was even on track. And that was the two sides of it. One Maybe 50 hours is too much already, right? That's a different discussion. But I did invest the time, and I also felt a little misled by what was on the map um, because all I could have done that I saw is grind, grind, grind in time that I didn't have, and I felt um, left behind in that experience. There you go. I mean, so now just listening to what you guys are saying, it feels like you guys are saying, I've heard a combination of the content should not maybe be so exclusive because everybody paid for it, but you guys are saying it's a race you can still access the content. I didn't respond to that. Do. I just wanted to answer the original question of whether it's too exclusive. I also have yes, a lot more to every, say than I said. Everybody, yeah. everybody should yeah. just get into the raid. No. Right. That's, That's not, not a good what, design decision. Yeah. It's not what yeah. people are saying. But this, That's what that, she said. No, no, no. You I'm, not, ta- I'm not talking about like you open up yeah. Forsaken, you load it up day one. It's the first thing you go do. That's it's just a jumping puzzle now. Is allowed but to, you can't <laughs> die if you fall No, it's time. allowed to be endgame content, of course. But I think where we're differing here is the time commitment you think endgame content should be and the time commitment I think endgame content uh, should be. See, that is actually the heart of the argument. It's like I don't have a problem 
like skewing that towards the most hardcore players. But this is something that's known People about with me. the most amount of time. Mm-hmm. It's not Does that just make you hardcore. I'm curious. It's the not time, time you have in your life. So that was it's, the, that's something that was a little conflated. Yes. It's something I said last week. And just like yep. I think as a general rule, it's not a statement about how much time you put in the game. But people who put in thousands and thousands of hours, they can still be bad at Destiny. This is a fact. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but generally, I would say that most players <laughs> who spend a lot of time getting in there. Over time, over that time, get better and better at the game, right? So it's not like a it's a causation. It's not a causation thing. It's a correlation thing. But all I'm saying is that I am I come from that mindset where I like games that have a high skill ceiling and a and a very steep learning curve. That's I come from Counter Strike. I come from StarCraft. So in my mind, when developers who are the ones in control of setting the difficulty level or figuring out how many or percentage of what players should be allowed into X activity, we have to be okay. I am okay with them deciding that it's only 1% or 2%. Now, if you disagree, that's fine. That's your opinion. But I like to think that if you put in the time and the work, you can knowing you can go into that activity knowing that you're the top one percent of the people who were able to put in the effort. But you got to choose if you're talking about time or skill. That's still my problem with the way that people describe it. So I mean, there's, there's, an there's, well, there's, there's another it. thing. Well, anybody could have done it. Okay, I'm not saying you could be as smart as the teams that beat it, but I've played enough Destiny, and that was the point. Right. It was about time, not skill and what you're talking about. So you could have done day one, you ran out of time. Raid is hard, it should be hard. So hang on, I'm interrupt. So Clan Redeem did win. Yeah. Now, they oh, won yeah. a bunch of raids previous to that. Yeah. So the question that's going around is based on what you're saying is, did the best team win the raid? And based on what you're I'm not saying, questioning is, that. No, but that's what I mean. There, there's some people that are saying that. maybe, but hundred percent. And, and, and to me, the, it wasn't ever about the competition of being world's yeah. first. It was just about being able to experience it. Yeah. And I right. have a lot of members of the What's Good Guardians clan who went into the raid and couldn't make it past the first encounter, even though they were all. Around the same light level, you know, you're like 540s to 550s. Why is that bad? It's not necessarily bad, but the point is, is that I think my frustration in the way that Bungie gates gatekeeps some of the more difficult content feels a little artificial. It feels like they're just making the enemies soak more damage, and then my guns aren't doing enough damage combined. And so it makes it this artificial difficulty, not to mention raids. The best part of the raids is the cool execution of the puzzles. And the reason I bring this up is because over the weekend, we brought three new Guardians into the Leviathan raid. Hmm. And so I was like 518 at the time, and two of my clanmates were in the 540s, and then the other three were like low 500s. And so they had just never done Leviathan. And we're like, let's just do it. Let's run it for fun, because I needed to get the seals for one of my exotic quests, and we wanted to get the clan engram. And so we did it, and it took us over seven hours to do the Leviathan raid, when normally when I run the raid with my clan group that runs it, we can do it in like 90 minutes, no problem. But because of the scaling of the enemies... The exec and the ex combined with the execution, it took new. it took us this this crazy amount of time, and I was just like beside myself. I was like, "This is this shouldn't <laughs> be this hard." Like I've done this raid so many times now. Well, to me, that sounds like team based execution. Well, it no, but that's but, like that's, but that leads me to my issue. point, right? Is that yeah. the best part of the raid, and the most difficult yeah. part of raids in Destiny, have always been execution of the puzzle elements of each of the encounters. It's not just like how many, how much DPS can we do in the final boss wave of the encounter, right? That's why people love an instance like Gauntlet in the Leviathan raid because it requires a lot of teamwork. People and it's love like, Gauntlet? Everyone in my, everyone in my clan loves Gauntlet. So it's really weird. <laughs> you don't even shoot anything. I think people... That's in, not, yes, in Gauntlet? There's no yeah, boss. They shoot like you enemies shoot. that appear for a little bit, but there's, I know what you're saying. Orange. The activity is to run shoot to do a raid. Okay, but, <laughs> 
But the point was simple. We all no, know I get Destiny yeah. gatekeeps with your light level. Yes. The point which is, you can control. That's actually, I think, an interesting point with maybe it's for later. Yeah. But, uh, I still would argue they could have very, they could still could have gatekeeped, you know, let's say they let me be 550, right, with the drops. Yeah. You could still gatekeep like they wanted to in the raid and actually keep you from being 580. They actually could have soft capped that to keep you guys from getting too high. That's what they did and you're mad about it. No, but they didn't. They allowed people to get up to 560 or whatever, but I, most right. people were crushed down below 530. It seems like they didn't want to allow that. It well, was, that's, that's my point, like, though. I, I think people make it sound like, like in the comments, like maybe I'm making it sound like it was su- such a cakewalk and so easy. No. Yeah. Like it was incredibly difficult. I don't, I don't difficult. think anybody's We a- had to like write down strategies about when to pop which engrams and we had to like yeah. plan our time to play together and we're yeah. passing off tips in the chat. We talked about min-maxing our armor and yeah. masterworking the gear and that's what it took to compete in those first that first week so that and i think that's okay yeah. but if you don't want to deal with that which i totally get and i yeah, don't know if just i'll ever play. do it again yeah, yeah. play week two <laughs> but yeah. if you don't want to do the hard work it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be week one right. even yeah. week two it's still just as hard week three it's still just as hard and it that's, should it should I, be because it's the raid yes. of course no one's saying the raid's supposed to be easy but my issue was that there are so few ways to ensure because so much of the game is RNG based yes. that you're going to get to the level you need to just to make your guns high enough. Like I had to be carried through blind well because I physically couldn't hurt the enemies mm-hmm. because I was so low light level that I, every time I shot them, they would be immune. Mm-hmm. But I mean like, you know what you I gotta mean? Put in the it's time that to put, kind of to acquire the light level, right? But now we're back to this issue yes. of did I have enough time to do to do the dailies it's, with the powerful gear every day and make yeah. sure I do every single weekly. And like, you but, didn't, so you, know you what do I mean? it week three, right? But this like, all still just sounds to me like I want to play in the NBA, but I don't want to put 20 years so of basketball that, gym. That like, that's definitely not what I'm saying at all. Yeah, but, but, that, but that's a weird thing. So I will don't say have this. the time. Hang on, hang on. I don't get it. I yeah. will say this. That's what a lot of people are saying. It's like 50 hours of your time. Playing basketball does not equate to 50 hours of Michael Jordan's time. Like there is something that's, not, that it, that's about skill, so it's not. But you're right. Those but are bad but skill, no. But right. skill does play into it, and there's also RNG, and so there, yeah. there's, there's two there's two Finding. factors into it, right? Yeah. But then there's also the life game. There's also mm-hmm. real life into it, and basically, and that, I'm definitely winning at that. that I just <laughs> I, I think it, the right? problem that what it really boils down to is that if Destin puts in. A hundred hours, and I put in a hundred hours. We should hypothetically be really close in our gear level, right? Okay, would be if you were on my raid team, we would have been close. I would make not necessarily the way it is because what if I just like you were talking last week? You were waiting for a chess piece to drop that wasn't dropping. Like, what if you just get shut out? So you know, I would say I would say that like statistics. I would I don't have these numbers, and I could only guess, but like. I think if you were to draw out all the statistics, if you put in 100 hours across all the players, if all the players who put in 100 hours, if you plotted out their progress, it'd land mostly in the same area. Now, Fran, your yeah, case... That's the point. It took your, 100 hours no, no, in the first no, 10 but days. Your, <laughs> we've been 50, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying 100 hours is the benchmark. I any, know, but I'm any saying number, that is exactly it. Yeah. Any number of hours, I think you could probably say if all the players who played 20 hours roughly landed at like 515... There'd be some on the lower end. It'd be a bell curve, right? In your case specifically, it sounds like you might have gotten screwed with a little bit. A lot RNG. of people did. That is the point but that I don't you guys are missing. I think that's it's getting blown both. out of proportion. But, yeah. I think it's a lot of people see that they got screwed and really they Numbers didn't. don't lie, Sean. That's the point. 
Okay. They don't. But, Nobody, it is but you right. have like the numbers. Fewer than you have no numbers. People. I yeah, do. There was a guaranteed the primary drop. There were guaranteed the armor drops every yeah. week. So you just have to make okay. sure you're planning appropriately this, on the drops that are guaranteed to give you the highest percentage chance to get the drop in the just, slot that you need. So we have the precise okay. number. Fran, the, the last So we word. have <laughs> the precise number. Fewer than 25,000 people globally were in the 530s and above, right? Mm-hmm. So that was the number. Fewer than 25,000 people. Think about that. And if 10% of those people tend to play the raid, now that doesn't mean that that's, but we know 10% of the audience sometimes plays the raid. Yeah. Just think about that. You're about an activity for 2,500 people. So anyway, another example you could think about. PUBG just launched. There's two maps. The people who played 100 hours get into that second map. Okay, and you get in first week and get to do it, and it's a world's first race to the top teams. But sorry, it's only for people that can play 100 hours. That's the problem going on here. That's, That's what I'm not a great analogy yeah. either. Though. It absolutely it, it's, it's gated okay. content. But it is gated content, but, let, content but, but let's do this because we'll move on to the next topic in two seconds. To, to me, I think when we debate these things, often what we don't get a chance to do because we usually have to move on time-wise, uh, what is the solution? So, Andrew, real quick, mm-hmm. we'll start with you. Like 60 seconds, what's the solution to this problem? What do you think they could do? The the best solution is to provide more content opportunities to earn powerful gear. Now, they've certainly improved it with Forsaken than where Destiny was in the previous two expansions. But it's still not enough because you still have to grind the same missions, the same strikes over and over again to hopefully get a shot at getting the drop that you want. And we were talking about this in relationship to MMOs because you guys and a lot of other people are comparing the Raid and Destiny to Raids and WoW and other MMOs. And MMOs have a vast, vastly bigger pool of content to play that's not the Raid. And Destiny does not. And so I think that would be a great place to start is to say, hey, for people who don't have the luxury of being in a clan who have trouble finding people in LFG and who don't have people to run things with, let's provide more additional ways for them, both in PvE and PvP, for them to earn powerful gear. And, and I feel like for the most part, like that's actually happening better now it's with better, the launch for sure. of Forsaken. Yes. But okay, that's fair. Sean, what's uh, what's your 60 second? What, 60 what, what second solution? Yeah, what should they do? Uh, well, first off, I don't think you have to fix something that isn't broken. Guess that's done. So the solution is to <laughs> get good. Oh, wow. there it is. No, okay. So wow. in all in all seriousness, in all seriousness, I think it's very clear where I stand on this. I don't know that we have to skew the balance one way or the other. I think Gross. it's fine the way it is. But I I do like the idea of giving players more opportunities to get to the to get to the same end game reward like whether that's pve activities or pvp activities to get you powerful gear to get to the raid the problem i see with potentially implementing a strategy like that is if a game like destiny or wow or any of the rpg games is about min maxing the players who are into maxing will find the most efficient way and that same skew will exist no matter how you implement it so if it somehow becomes more time effective or more time uh, efficient to do strikes versus pvp you can be sure that the high-end raiders are going to do that instead, and then you have the same problem over again. Yeah, It doesn't matter what activities you implement. So, summary, you think that for the most part, at least with Forsaken DLC, Bungie's doing a pretty good job at... Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've said on, I've said on previous... Yeah, I mean, I've said on previous episodes that one of the things I like about Forsaken is I 
am a pretty experienced Destiny player, and I kind of feel lost in t- as to yeah. what to do and in what order to do it. There's so many options. There's so many options, and you don't exactly know in which order you should be doing them in order to maximize your efficiency. But you're but, okay with that feeling, though. But I'm okay with that. Right. So I have completed the first uh, encounter of the raid at this point. And I would imagine that I'm still, in terms of the bell curve, like above the average. Most you guys people did a probably, blind too, right? We did a blind. Yeah. Um, my team was two people above 540, the rest under 540. So I don't think that that's an unattainable level for uh, anyone who would call themselves like more than a hobbyist player. And I don't mean hobbyist in terms of like a casual player. Yeah. I mean in terms of like Destiny, a Destiny, the way they, they say hobbyist. Yeah, so okay. like I, I don't know that it needs to be fixed because I feel like we're in a pretty good spot in terms of how exclusive it is because the first week needs to be for players who are the top 1%. I'm fine with that. Uh, week two, week three, that can be five or 10 or 15. The longest 60 seconds. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I just don't hey, think. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. I'm going to interrupt him next yeah. time. That was yeah. the first thing. I think it's CJ right. clearly is I, catering to his I, side. I, hey, I gave you the opportunity this to cut is, me off no, the first gonna, two sentences. <laughs> okay, right? now Get I, good. Now I know. All right. That's your last one. So, Fran, 60 seconds. Yeah. What do you feel? Yeah, at only 60, huh? No, roughly. I'll give you some wiggle room. I think there's a couple quick solutions, and you could combine them or do them individually. Number one, the offering glitch set people back, and we needed a solution for that. They had a couple of the power engram engram problems with the weeklies that they fixed. The offering glitch set a lot of people back where you didn't get this offering that in the Dreaming City were big drops. I potentially lost five, ten, I don't know. I lost a lot of power on that, and there was a bunch of people that suffered from that. So number one, that set the player base back, I believe. Um, number two, power per hour. I don't have the same problem that um, Andrea had, which is an interesting perspective because I'm not on the same page as her with that. I don't necessarily disagree, but she's in a much different boat. I, I had the 50 hours. I think she had a lot less probably and is really feeling the burn of not being able to do everything. I was able to do everything. So again, power per hour. Average player base, Bungie just put a graph up in their um, TWAP, and I challenge you to put it up for the raid and the light levels that first week when it launched. Show me the curve because I'd love to see the data. I'm pretty confident that most of the player base was not able to for the time they played after, by the way, getting everything they could on the map. Um, and the third thing is releasing the, the raid based on that at the right time. Based on how it was going, right. I would have pushed it back a week. And and yes, there's some risks with that. I realize you don't want people to be too high, but small concept that could have been um, touched up maybe. Because your main concern is that you didn't get a chance to experience it blind, and that's an important part of that experience. With that's you. exactly it. I mean I'm struggling now on the backside. Like yeah. I still may get there, but but the point is – if again, if I failed but did most of the raid, I would have felt like I was part of it. The next thing you know, there's a right. strike the next day. The story's changing, and now there's new stuff. I'm not part of that storyline still because I'm struggling to find the teams and the time now. I made the time based on the raid release date. I already made the time. Yeah. That's gone. I'm too busy now, so now i got to catch up, which I'm okay <laughs> with now. Again, moot point. I'm fine with it. I love the game right now. Yeah. I'm over it. I'm pissed at how it was, but now I'm really enjoying the game. Tons of awesome stuff to do. I just want to catch up on the storyline, which is every week there's a new thing. Ugh, which is I'm awesome. <laughs> That's, but I they, love that, but I'm behind because it's all based on Riven. <laughs> Definitely, yes. i got to be moderator guy. I'll have my seconds. Uh, so Sean stole your time, so you got 30 seconds. <laughs> all right. Basically, I'm actually going to agree with Fran on two points. It has to be an even playing field. Uh, the offering glitch was a bummer, and the, the weekly power is not dropping was a bummer. However, everybody had those problems. And the community addressed the offering glitch, so like make sure your inventory is clear. But that one needs to be fixed. I'll still say that one needs to be fixed. My team was affected by that. 
I, I have team members that work 50-hour-a-week jobs. Uh, four of them actually work at least 40 hours a week or are full-time students. So that includes class time and study time. Uh, I still went to my class, actually, for Java. And so that was five hours of my of my grinding time. I just didn't sleep that day. <laughs> but uh, it, it's a really, really high bar to pass. It, it, it is a little ridiculous. But it is an no even sleep. playing field for every player. Right. Every player has those same challenges. Our raid team came in at 535 to 545. That was our range going into the raid. We did not have any power level advantages. It was a struggle the whole way through, and we got it done. And if you don't want to deal with that, just do it a week later. And I encourage you to. The raid's a fantastic experience, and I look forward to seeing you guys having fun with it. I don't want people not to be able to do it ever, Yeah. but if you want to compete for the world's first. Or even just be ready on day one. Because yeah. it's not really about worlds first. I don't think anyone. Yeah, no, we're not yeah. arguing about worlds first. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, then, if you want to compete in that first week, yeah, man, you got to do a lot of work. Yeah. It's going to be really rough. Just wait till week two if you don't want to do that. Or have a clan that basically kind of wants to agree with you and say, hey, let's figure it out and make sure we kind of do it together. Getting clans I still together think my solution is the best one. There you go. You heard it, kids. <laughs> work hard. Don't sleep. It's your option. <laughs> make sure you have friends. You know, there's a few options. So I'll say this to wrap it up. Uh, solution. Oh, sorry, one more thing. Oh. Guided games should be addressed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's 100%. a good point. Very good yeah. comment. But that is uh, a good point. Because they did try and, and address your concern, actually, and it, it's not working optimally. And blind one needs nine player matchmaking. There you go. Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, at six <laughs> yeah. at a minimum. If you can go into yeah. six with the raid, yeah. you can't go six with blind well. I mean, Seems that's yeah. st- stupid. Ridiculous. Uh, very good. Okay. So I think I got a my, – my sort of summary is that uh, this is why we divided it. We divided it, uh, you know, the kind, good people. And the elitists. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, Whoa. What? Oh, I mean, I was Good. reading the comments. Elitist. I was reading the comments. I'll take it. Yeah. Basically, I think that um, if they did a little something like Destiny 1, I, I understand and can appreciate that there's RNG in the game. Uh, you know, when you went to uh, your faction and leveled up your faction in Destiny 1, whatever your lowest item was, I would like it to be something like that, where, say, if you wanted a weapon or an armor or a class item, you could pick what the Prime Angram decodes as. In that yeah. clutch, yeah, it, t- it well, really changes the the yeah, range. It does, yeah, but, but hang know. on, but I think, think you got to think about it a little bit more. Than think that. about it, like right now. I did. It sounds terrible. No, but here's the issue: <laughs> if, if you, you give <laughs> them, if you give everybody their lowest light level gear, you're going to rank up too fast. So you can't do that. And and people are saying that in the comments. Oh, I wish that they would assess the inventory and give me my lowest light level gear. You can't do that. Everybody be at six hundred in a week. But if they gave you the option of three things, if you said, okay, well, my lowest light weapon was this, yeah. my lowest armor was this. I, I think that's a compromise. I can, I can see. No, but I think that's a compromise. I can see how a system like that might be beneficial. But to Destin and even Franz, like reaction, I can see how you're dealing. It's a slippery slope, right? Like you don't want to. Part of what makes getting the exact right weapon at the right time. Uh, yeah, yeah. That reaction. RNG. And part of that. Part of that is striking the balance between. Exactly. Oh, I've gone a long time without getting exactly what I want. So when I finally do get it, yeah. it's really awesome. No, you got to starve a little yeah, before you, you, gotta, you get it. You got to balance it. But so, I do yeah. see how a system like that could potentially work. And yeah. just to talk about that point, actually, in the update this week, they talked about goals for exotic drop rates. Exotics are intended to be meaningful long-term chases. Finding exotics should be rare and impactful. Problems with the current drop rates. Right now, we are falling short of the impactful part of our goal. There's nothing exciting or powerful about getting your fourth fighting lion when all you really <laughs> want is a two-tailed fox, which I got this weekend. Oh. Plans for addressing these problems. We Lucky. plan to increase the chance for exotics to drop something you don't already have. So maybe right. I've just... only had one exotic drop in all of my time with Forsaken, and it was hard light. Let's talk about that. Oh. was my first drop from the raid. 
And yeah, I'm and I'm just sucks. like I don't mind hard light yeah. as a gun, but yeah. like not as a that new was DLC. My first one. Yeah. And I have not gotten a single exotic drop since. So yeah. you don't have any new exotic drops from Forsaken. Not a single one. Fran's got like RNG. No, I don't. Do. I only they have do. one exotic drop that's what, new. And what was the it? Oath Keepers, the hunter. You draw the bow faster. Yeah, you also got the Malfeasance drop, so you don't. Well, get to I saw that. I didn't want to bring it up. This is this is your faith in RNG has now been rewarded. Like you went all that time. I have no problem with RNG. You went. You went all that time getting screwed by RNG prepping for the raid and they felt bad RNG's yeah, felt yeah, bad exactly. for you and was like we're going to give you did. malfeasance counterpoints mm-hmm. CJ we plan to increase the chances chance for exotics to drop something you don't already have yeah. just adjust the percentage point by like .01 or something <laughs> so that you have a higher chance to get a slot that you need what exotic do you have right now I got the like Cerberus plus one there and I go. just got Wish oh, Ender last night so shout out to the LFG I I ran into two guys. I was having problems with my game where it would crash. They would literally wipe on the final encounter to get last wish, and they stuck with me. I've never played with them before. That's awesome. Uh, Fantastic experience. I can't remember their name. Oh, (laughs) John, what weapon do you have? In uh, have you gotten a Forsaken exotic drop yet? Uh, Yeah, and I actually got Hard Light as well. Oh, but that's not a Forsaken drop. Oh no, but in Forsaken, no, 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 no. Yeah, they're super rare right now. Yeah, they're pretty rare. It's funny that I haven't. I got a Sunfire Furnace. Does make it special? No, no. It needs to be like you mean a sunshot? Yeah, like a the chess piece. The oh, the chess piece. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. So we got to move on. Uh, the next is one of those things that we just touched on briefly. Oh, and, there's uh, more debate. That's right. Yeah. Fran, <laughs> I'm going to come to you. We're going to go a little longer uh, today. So uh, there is a bunch of things evolving in the Dreaming City when you complete some of these things. Do you like that? Oh. Do you feel excluded if you haven't done the content? Or what do you feel like when you see those things and you are maybe not a part of completing them when they're opening up? So Fran... We yeah, start I, with you this time. Good choice. I already touched on it. I'm, it goes back to, unfortunately, the raid in week one. It triggered a bunch of next steps in what's happening in the city. And because I was not able to even encounter Riven or beat Riven yet, the next day, you know, they pulled up the strike. And congratulations to the world first team. I actually think the mechanic's cool. But what a world it would have been if, say, another few thousand players, 10,000, who knows, 20,000 players were part of that experience. They probably did week two. And now – but that's the point. <laughs> Things are triggering ahead of me being part of those. And so right. some of it you just sort of get used to. Like I went and saw something that happened this week and I see uh, – I don't want to spoil things for people. And went and yeah. saw someone and she's referencing something that happened in the raid. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you know, And it's a major <laughs> thing happening this week. So oh, Really? So I I feel behind. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just the, the I mean it's the Mara stuff. Like so so here's the thing. A lot of what we asked for, and just thinking about time on this show, was that the raids be a continuation of the storyline, especially when we were looking at Taken King, which it's awesome. is which is your favorite raid. Well, yes, it is awesome, mm-hmm. but this is some of the side effect I think in doing that. The pace of which you complete it is not the same for everybody. So which is why they shouldn't have released it when they did. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, okay. So there. So let's go back real quick. Sean, what's your feeling on that? Do you like these exclusive opening ups? Because Sean oh, yeah. is also somebody who hasn't actually completed the raid yet. So how yeah. is your feeling seeing all this content coming out? No, I think it's awesome. I mean, I I I did always want the activities to be built into Destiny in a way that built the story. On, on many episodes have I said, like, one of the things I play games for is an impactful story and really compelling characters, and I think we're getting more and more of that. And I think that making the raid tied to the world that you exist in outside of the raid is an awesome thing. Like, I think that's awesome. Um, do I personally feel excluded from these things because I haven't completed the raid? Uh, personally, no. But... It also speaks to my situation specifically, which is like I never really feel excluded from that stuff because I'm okay at the very beginning knowing that I'm not going to be at the same 
pace or level as the people who are at the forefront, right? right? To me, that goes back to the philosophy I have, which is like if the game is tailored for the high skill or high time or high whatever players, the top 1%, I have to be okay with that or I can choose to play a different game. So I don't feel <laughs> there, there you go. All right. So, But a perspective. But genuinely, like when you say that, I, have to be I believe it. That. It's like, no, <laughs> I think I, I, I believe him though when, when he no says that. To. So Andrea, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting. Andrea's cut to the wide shot every now and then because, the, <laughs> the, well, no, the reactions, it's crazy. I'm seeing the reactions while they're talking. So Andrea gasped off camera. <laughs> <laughs> What's your reaction to that? To that I mean, the idea that, I mean, that's gatekeeping at its finest. That's like saying, get good or you don't get to experience the content you paid for. I think that that's completely crazy. I obviously agree that end game, the end game and destiny needed to be addressed and they did. And they took what, was missing narratively previously and really vamped it up in a fantastic way. And the Dreaming City, I think, is everything a lot of Destiny players really wanted. And so I think that they should be commended for that. But on the other side of the coin, even as somebody who hasn't got to put as much time in, you know, even though I just hit 5.30, when I was like 5.15, you know, 5.20 in light level, I still felt like a lot of the content of the Dreaming City was unreachable for me. Unless I had my clan, who was in the 5.40s and above, kind of guide me through it all and then kind of carry me through some of the encounters because playing solo, I was just dying left and right. So I was yeah. dying so much <clears throat> in just like the basic stuff in the Dreaming City that I left. As soon as it unlocked, when I finally did the... <laughs> Of course, true, true bungee fashion. You had to do a grind to even unlock the key to the desk, to the dreaming city, uh, which was another, like which was another too. pain point that didn't need to be there. You could have just opened it up after you completed the campaign. Um, when I finally got there, I had to immediately turn around and go grind in a different part of, of the universe because I wasn't high enough to compete with the enemies that were just roaming in the world. And, there's nothing wrong with making sure that, you know, your game progresses in difficulty. And a lot of RPGs will sometimes dump you into areas where you're not high enough level and you have to, you know, go back down to the area you just left to kind of grind a little bit more and maybe do a couple extra quests. It just comes back to the idea that I mentioned in the raid discussion that the, that pool of content with what to, what to do isn't, is still just not diverse enough that I would like it to be if, if Destiny is really going to lean into these RPG mechanics like we're seeing. I might agree with you there. But okay. like to take it outside of the context of Destiny, just real Part quick. Part of Destiny's sorry, time. Rebuttal. <laughs> rebuttal. Like do you feel like players or you specifically deserve to see quests or storylines and get that stuff wrapped up in a game like The Witcher, which is a 200-hour game? Like if you don't want to put in the 200 hours, do you still think like it's unfair or it's gatekeeping to not be able to see the ending of a 200-hour story or have to play it again or do a new game plus? Um, if it's time-based. I think these are apples and oranges that, that you're talking about here um i i think the thing that was the, the reason i say that is because when when destin and i were, were bantering on, on twitter last week um i did not realize that the finishing of the raid triggered a difference in the dreaming city because mm -hmm. i had not yet got to the dreaming city so you were spoiled by destin's tweet well <laughs> it's not even just the spoiling it's that i didn't get to see the dreaming city right before this the change and a single yeah. player game doesn't do that Right. So like if I'm progressing in in the Witcher, mm -hmm. um, part of the Witcher world doesn't change for me if you complete a quest ahead of me. Sure. 
No, that's fair. Yeah, it that's is that's Apple's she's got it. No, it, she's got you there. I mean, I yeah, understand what you're saying, by the way. It's related. earning it, but I, yeah, I mean, it is Apple's I mean, so like, that's when you get to the final stuff. boss in The Witcher, it's going to look the same <laughs> as when I get to the final boss in The Witcher. Yeah. Right. Point but we still, brand. but we both, <laughs> no, but we point. both have to put in the same amount you of do, right? Right? Point. You That's right. going to loop every three weeks. And if she chooses to go to Japan for a gig, which was an awesome gig, I would have done it too. <laughs> instead of grinding out Destiny. Of oh, Destiny's you mean if time. I choose to work? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. this is it. So yeah, like if I had job obligations or if I had to go to the hospital did. or something, I, uh, I'm going to do that instead of playing Destiny. Like, well, yeah, Destin. you. Okay. So let's. Yeah, this, this, so this is this is interesting. But the this idea is, that she doesn't get to experience that is untrue because it's no, looping no. next week. No, no, but what? Loop every three weeks. Yeah, but what she's saying is. Like it's beyond her control if there are other people out there experiencing it much faster that progress and open essential story plot things. Yeah, now, I mean, now, some things thing, are not under our control. Media, I'm not but, tall enough to be in the NBA. Yeah, like, no, no, but just, but like in, yeah. these are these are things that for real we discuss. Don't read social media. What do you do for a living, Andrea? I work on camera in for a digital media company that runs several social media channels. Block yeah. terms that you don't I want mean, to be spoiled about. No, 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 let's not get into that. Listen, People have yeah. to do that all the time. This, it was never about yeah. like being going into the raid blind or not yeah. seeing. I watched Dado's team for several yeah. hours. Yeah, when yeah they so were did I. It was cool. Yeah. You know, like when I, <laughs> yeah. because I I enjoy Fran's watching. I enjoy yeah. watching other people play in that yeah. in that regard. Yeah. For me, it's just like the way that they're unlocking the content is it just feels like I don't get to experience it in the time with which I have. It's an aggressive and, pace. and I get and, that. I get and that's, that. And that's frustrating. So, I can so, totally get it. So I, I, I'm going to let Destin talk. I have a couple things I want to say, but how do you respond to that? Or what's your take on uh, these things evolving in the in the Dreaming City and in Forsaken? I love it. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I don't feel left out at all. Like every day, like people are getting the wish and her bow, right? It took me four days to even – get a chance to get to that because I have work responsibilities and I'm okay with that because that's a me problem. Yeah. I have real life responsibilities and things I have to deal with and I don't blame Bungie or blame Destiny because I've chosen to look for an apartment or go on a date with my girlfriend. That's not their fault. That is me and I'm mature enough to say, oh, I made that decision. Uh, so I'll just wait to experience the Wish Ender Bow quest. It's so black and white. But, so, uh, but it's weird. So, but that's I mean, what it's it true, feels like right? to me. It's, it's like Bungie to needs be. to make these changes but because the, I made the decision to do something with my personal life. People, it doesn't make any sense to me. People in the FTC I think we're maybe arguing section, about different things. It, it is. It's okay. a little bit different things, but it does depend, I think, on how you approach it. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's where it's like, again, we had 900 comments, over 900 comments. It was very divisive. It wasn't like – we expected actually people – I thought more, everybody was going to say, stop whining. Yeah, we thought yeah. – yeah, there, were, there were a couple but, of those. There well, were a couple of course, yeah. but I, I did not say, expect elitist. Yeah, so Destin got the elitist. Oh, Sean you didn't expect too. that? I you mean, did, you should have I mean, you should have expected that. Because any other literally, I literally played that. Even Rue would have com- competed for Fortnite and gotten first place or, yeah. hell, even top 50. People yeah, would have been like, that's yeah, awesome, dude. So here's the thing. I do it for the raid, and everyone's like, you're an elite or, piece or of garbage. Like, I'm like, are you kidding? Hang on. Wait. Hang on. Uh, like, I will yeah. say this. That, the elitist comment sometimes, it's yeah. not about what you say. It's about how you say it. So and, true. And the way that you said it sounded dismissive in that you're like, Look care. at my tweets. Go look at my tweets. I'm like, I'm super encouraged. You don't have to defend like, yourself. You don't have to defend yourself. You're right. You're right to do that. It's crazy. It's crazy. Don't, it's don't go look at his I'm tweets. Like, hey, just this was point. a big grind. This affected yeah. me. My sleep schedule. It it's was. crazy. Guys, if you're going to do it week two, it's awesome. But that is kind Nobody of wants to take that You can do it. Go You're for awesome, it. dude. I mean, I can't believe you. <laughs> but it this is the thing. I mean, I'm just trying to illustrate no, that's no. what people are feeling that's when you say That's what people feel. They don't want to take that away from me. It's that. 
they also want you to recognize that the they weren't able to stay up till five. Yeah. They had a baby or whatever it was. That's fine. It's asking Why is a that lot. Bad. All you yeah. have to say is, it, yeah, it's asking a lot of people. I, I, think, I understand. I, it does. Yes, and I think when they're looking I ever for a little does? bit of empathy yeah. from you. I don't. Think oh, that's that not going to happen. Yeah, so you just we proved, did it. You just we got point, it. Then. Yeah, you that's are. why you got the invitation. That's why I'm saying you don't have to take away your accomplishment. They're not trying to say you completing the raid was shit. You didn't deserve it. Whatever. That's exactly what they. Well, listen, and if they are. Like there's always yeah. trolls out there on the yeah. internet. We yeah. know this. I think the pro- the point was, and the point I was trying to make to you when we were talking, yeah. was I think it's awesome that some teams were able to be world's first, and that you were part of this like really small group of people who were able to dedicate a crazy amount of time to completing mm-hmm. this really difficult raid in record time. I think that that's so cool. I'm not probably going to complete the raid for probably a couple of months because I don't want to go in underpowered and struggle bus the whole way. Yeah. I'm going to wait. And I'm okay with that. I think the problem people had was that it seemed like you were okay with the fact that people just weren't ever going to be able to compete week one because of items beyond their control. And you were like, ah, tough luck. But Too here's bad the thing. for you. Is it really that beyond their control? That was attitude. I mean, it might you know, be the attitude. We don't need to rehash everything we talked about yeah. in the first argument. But yet, yeah, there were a lot of things beyond people's control because in that first week. You know there were, and it's not, it's really not a Like the glitch. I think it's really blown yeah, out of proportion. Thing, yes. Like that one, yeah. I, it's really I blown out of proportion. Here's what I'll say, though. Here's what I'll say. We're debating stuff in the game like RNG and this and that, then we're debating stuff outside of the game, mm-hmm. time commitments, what you had to do, were you in the country, all that stuff. And and somehow they're being all muddled together in one thing. That's and, and then people are going like, well, I'm right. And then that's basically they're they're picking sides, right? And so I think that's kind of what you're seeing right now. Kind yeah, of, but yeah. one side is clearly I, right. I, if I <laughs> a elitist could try sure, to sum sure, in sure. again that um, I actually I keep saying it's very black and white. I really I don't understand that part of it. The whole game is designed around a balance and a choice, and there's math at Bungie that should try to predict this. They do obviously choose to do that, whether or not it was accurate, and that's the point. You, they chose when the raid comes out based on what they put in the game. It's as simple as that. that that's it. Have they balanced it right around the potential player base? And that's the, whether it's right or wrong, I don't know which side, right? right. But I'm just, that's my whole point is did they think enough about including the people who really want to play this game? And when I look at the numbers, and that's you know, I want to rehash it. I feel those are way too, too low. Too yeah. far. They're way too low. So but here, that's just me. Here's and what I will pay say. a price for that. Destiny Two Year One, I think, was we often talk about this in the office without maybe seeing it on camera. The pendulum swing. Destiny Two Year One, make it super approachable. Destiny Two Year Two, boom, hard. Bungie always tries to find that middle ground. I think we both kind of we all feel like they've found a good spot. But you're saying maybe it could be tweaked a little bit more. Well, there are a lot of it comments. Could I mean, be tweaked. And, and those of us who read the comments saw that there were a lot of people who just felt the pendulum swung too far in one yes, direction. It, it, like they're not asking for everything to be accessible and easy and to be able yeah. to progress without any challenge. But they're also not asking for like an extraordinarily difficult grind. But, it, but and they is, think like it's gone too far in that direction. It is hard though because I will say now but my, I my little thirty seconds. Uh, I, I see both sides. Imagine that. That's typically the role <laughs> anyway, on the show. Bungie apologist There shill. you go. There you go. <laughs> um, I really believe that year one, they did a lot of things to bring in new players into the game. And so then I think the, we, what we kind of label as casual, those people didn't stay in the game or come in and out of it as they see fit at uh, DLCs, <clears throat> right? So the overcorrection – was to keep the hardcore 
in the game as well as maybe make the casuals, which we talk about this, Sean, turn the casuals into the hardcore. And I think that this is the right step for the game right now where it's going. But a lot of these things are stuff that we ask for. Hey, we want the raid to be an extension of like those stories. Yeah. No, cool. They did that. Yeah. This is a byproduct of that. And I think the same thing happens when you look at PvP year one and PvP year two. Hey, we don't like one-hit shoulder charges. We don't like sticky grenades. We don't like this. We don't like that. We don't like this. Cool. Here you go. It's all nerfed. Ooh, we don't like that either. Yeah, yeah nobody yeah. said it's easy to do. It's, it's not easy to do. It's about game design, but, right? But like, okay, we're going to implement easy. all that but stuff. CJ, oh, it didn't it go is. so great. Yeah, but CJ but, hits on a really interesting point, which is that there is this there is this philosophical discussion about who games should be about ba- or what what audience should games be balanced around? Like, if you cater too much to the casuals, you risk losing that audience when the game loses their interest. Uh, but if you cater to the hardcore, which I believe you should do, you make them fans for life, and they're the people who evangelize the game and put thousands and thousands of into yeah. hours but of into it. You can't have a player base of millions if you only cater to the hardcore community, the hardest of the hardcore. But I consider that's myself not a hardcore true. Destiny player. But that's not true. You know, but I wouldn't be hardcore yeah. by Destiny standards. No, but that's not true. I mean, maybe no, in terms 530, of you're good. Maybe, well, I am yeah. now, but I wasn't when you asked me last week. <laughs> Maybe we're in Japan. <laughs> yeah, like, but I want to I want to finish that point. Maybe in terms of Destiny, that's not possible. But there are games out there that do exactly that, right? Counter Strike and all of the long term esports games are balanced around the top tier players, and people go and watch those games or play those games because they like to aspire to be that or like watching players do the things that they can't do. Yeah. So if you want to build a franchise that lasts a really long time and has legs and won't just hope that people come back year after year to new and different content. You have to balance it around the people who are going to stick around and evangelize it and their skill level. We're going to move on, but 20-second rebuttal, Fran or Andrea. Well, I just want to – actually, I don't even have any rebuttal. I just want to be clear. My issue was only with the raid launch timing. I love now that I'm grinding. I don't yeah. actually care how long it takes me to get to 600. Right. I love how hard that is, how rare. Even the exotic drops, I'm okay with it for now, as crazy as that is. So this was only about the raid launch day. I don't want people to walk away and think that I have a problem <laughs> grinding into a 580 activity that's launched right now. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm okay with it. It was about yeah. the raid launch timing. That yeah. was it. Cool. All right. Well, so the last wrap up on some of those comments is from last week. We had um, C Falcon saying uh, in support of Fran, Destin needs to chill. He got lucky with his drop. Probably just a general note I should listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just fair. a general Good life a note for that's Destin. A life, that's a life yeah. note for Destin. Yeah. That's fair. I was going to tailor it to Destiny, but that's great. Yeah. Uh, you, you got me there. Uh, there's no management. You don't decide what chess piece you desperately need if you can't get the RNG drop. That's fair. Like, there, there's a comment. To whoa, that whoa, whoa, whoa. Saying yeah. it's fair and saying it's arguable. I, I would argue a yeah, little well, bit against yeah, it. Mr. Okay. Agnostic, why don't you just yeah. read the comment? Yeah. All right, exactly. Now, just, uh, you're so, supposed to be the moderator. Uh, Alan, okay, yeah, you guys are interrupting. And, so, and then Alan, in support of Fran, also says, I get what they are coming from, but I agree with Fran. He played a good amount of time, but couldn't get in week one. A big part of not being able to get drops and not getting the right things away filters how you get in. Mm-hmm. And that's true, and that was basically what your you yeah. know, what your issue was. Power per um, hour, baby. In support of Destin, power per hour. Fran's going to trademark that. Yep. In support of Destin and Sean, uh, all right, had to stop the video here and say, the more you play, the more you get. The less you play, the less you get. This has never been a casual game. That's, that's what people are saying about Destin. And, and yeah. it's true, right? I mean, that's fair. Uh, Sir Creeps a Lot was saying, people who put in a long amount of time to be raid ready are the only ones who should be able to enter and complete it. No dumbing it down for casuals. So that, so the last point would be the raid is not just the day. It's leading up to like, and everything that you're doing, you know, in that week. So. I- 
Yeah. I like that you brought up the fixes because there are like tweak the percentage on the slot that you need by like 0. 0.01. Yeah. Like that, I would be like, okay, or a, yes. Or a better number. A, a, but, yeah. Well, I don't know what their percentages are at, for right? Because sure. they, they obviously have a formula for this stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, tweak it a little bit. Yeah. Drop protection. Because you can get like sort. 15. They know the edge transit thing's messed up right now, right? right? So a lot of people are getting <laughs> eaten up by edge transit. transit. Got one of those? I just got so, like my third one this morning. So they know <laughs> that's a bug. Yeah. They fixed the offering bug. Yeah. But that kind of stuff needs to be QA'd pre-launch. Yeah. Because I don't want to hear that I got that so I couldn't compete. Yeah. And that one is on Bungie. Yeah. And um, but there was been... the other bug with the power engrams. They did address that within that week. They were able to address them, but that wasn't... That was those were problem. low. And I'm sure yeah. they didn't want any of that stuff. No, of course not. And, and you know? they've also but been doing a really good job. That, it sucks that that impacts the raid competition conversation. Right. But again, yeah. that's literally for the most part only a week one entry problem. Correct. They've been doing really good at identifying yeah. problems and actually isolating them and implementing fixes very quickly. The past notes about master records and like the way they communicate it is actually really excellent. They they present the problem, which I disagreed with in a really, really interesting way. Yeah. Yeah. So like uh, goals for adding master records to infusion costs, make infusing and master working a meaningful choice. Excellent. I agree with that. I love that. Infusion and masterworks should not be mutually exclusive. Uh, problems with the current economy master with masterworks. Masterwork cords have a misleading name. When they were created, the definition of a pinnacle item put the emphasis uh, almost entirely on masterworking. We expanded that definition in Forsaken but didn't update the currency. So they're going to update the currency. They're going to add new ways because they said we're monitoring core supplies and the numbers aren't as high as we'd like. So I just like how they uh, preface the problem. Yep. They say how they're going to address it and what they've been hearing from the community. This kind of feedback, please continue. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've been doing really good. So this does tie into the last one, Andrea, where we probably got another 10 minutes and then uh – you know you got to get going, but she's got to go. Yeah, the last the last topic is basically RNG in the game currently. Uh, you know, how do we feel that it is? Now we kind of talked a little bit about the prime engram thing, and prime engrams are new. The way you actually uh, you know acquire them on the map, the way they show up like not in the milestone train anymore. Power, you mean? You said well, prime. Engram. Sorry, prime. Th- there's a, yeah, so prime power. Like those are things that boost you up. So the engrams that you can get where you yeah increase your light level. Oh, both. Yeah, both. Okay. But then RNG in and of itself. How do you feel that it's you know in the game right now currently what's what's your stats andrea about you i mean it's 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 not good right now and when i said i got my third um edge edge trans- i meant my third today yeah no <laughs> i didn't mean my third in general i've, I I've probably gotten like kidding. 25 edge transit the fact yeah, that yeah. it's a meme makes it like right. you know like, i made it an email like the first edge the Lord. second day yeah. i made it an email on my twitch channel yeah because gotcha. so, it's ridiculous so clearly something's wrong bungie's aware people have been complaining about the r and uh, the rng drops um i think that RNG has always been a problem, both in Destiny now and Destiny Two, and every every expansion. Like I, I want the RNG to be better, and it's just not. I just wish there were more ways that you could earn. I'm not looking for a free handout, but like that you could earn specific gear pieces that you're going for, whether it be like a specific strike that drops, you know, that you know drops helms, or if there's like a specific type of weapon that you want that you can go do this this one adventure on heroic or whatever. You know, like the idea. I really loved what they introduced with the concept of the the whisper mission in, yeah. in, in that hey if you want this really cool badass gun you have to do this one really crazy difficult mission in these specific circumstances I think stuff like that is really neat and I wish they would maybe do more stuff like that because right now it feels like I'm just crossing my fingers and hoping 
you know, that I, I get some of these weapons or some of these armor pieces that I need to really be competitive. So you, I, I hear you're kind of talking about two things, a little bit of probably increasing power, but then also exotics. Like you would like maybe an activity that had a bigger chance for an exotic drop that you knew of that you could do. Well, yeah, I mean, we obviously talked about the exotic drops a little bit earlier. I mean, the idea that I've gotten one exotic drop yeah. in all of the hours that I've put into Forsaken since launch is kind of wild. Yeah. Um, and I think I got one. I feel like at least when I was going to the Crypt Arc all the time, because they're obviously they've changed where the engrams are now, that I would my my chance for a drop was was better. And doing doing the Vanguard weeklies also, I felt like my chances for an exotic drop were better. And I just. I just don't see exotics ever anymore. Okay. And so it's it's really frustrating. You so a little bit frustrated with the current oh, RNG God. thing that <laughs> right now. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so a little bit frustrated, Sean. What's your feeling of like RNG and how it's working right now for a second? Honestly, it's hard for me to say. I don't think I've played enough to really make an accurate statement about just the general state of RNG. I do feel the frustration in getting things like too many edge transits, but that's like a bug with a particular drop. Yeah, and they not admitted an overall, to it. Yeah, yeah they, not an overall problem with the, how many drops or at what light level or stuff like that. Well, then specifically talk about powering up because right now there's only some people who probably have grown. Oh, really yeah, hard. I mean, like, it's again, it's very circumstantial and specific to me because I would say that I probably play Destiny more than the average player, but I definitely don't play or plan as hardcore as a Destin or even you guys. Yeah, like yeah. most of the time I'm the person, you know, I act differently on camera, but most of the time <laughs> when we talk off camera, I'm the one who has the most questions about the game because you guys are it's more an act. <laughs> you guys are more experienced and knowledgeable. Like, it. I go to people like Destin and Clip Brian it. Malkowitz <laughs> and Stev and ask them questions because I don't know the answer. Also, I'm too lazy to go find it. Uh, wow. So, of so, uh, all the ruse right here. This is, uh, this is what Hardcore looks like. Yeah, like this right now. Yeah, no, it's a little bit. This is the truth, right? So yeah. it's hard for me to make an accurate statement on that kind of stuff, but I do feel like I personally haven't had trouble leveling up when I put the time and effort in. Like gotcha. I'll make a note of, okay, this is something that I need to go get. Here's what I'm looking for in terms of my weakest light level uh, item. I'm hoping to replace that. And sometimes I'll do a couple of activities and just get another gloves uh, drop or another chest drop when I needed a boot increase. But the more time I put into it, eventually I'll get that. And I just got to make sure I'm not impulsive and dismantle it before I looked at the light level and stuff, which I do a lot. So in general, you're saying just for the most part, not sure. Still verdicts out for you. Doesn't yeah. effective as much as what you, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, like you're, you know, you're behind the like yeah. harder core players and you're okay with it. Yeah. And, yeah. and more, more than that though, it's also that, uh, it might be specific to me, but I feel like when I have gotten upgrades, they've been substantial and they haven't taken an absurd amount of time. Okay. But I might just be lucky. Like I, I know that people put a lot R&D. of time in for those engrams and then get sometimes lower drops, and that's happened once or twice to me. Yeah, and that's a bummer. But it hasn't had it hasn't happened enough to where I'm like, RNG is broken. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turn so, off the game. Yeah. Cool. All right, Fran, what's your take? Yeah, I know. I think it's, I'm going to sound like the broken record here, but it was really only about those ten days, the power engrams over the two weeks leading up to the Friday, that the RNG was not right. Um, statistically, again, show all those numbers. It's absolutely way too low. That's it on that. Now you might be surprised. Loving it. Uh, I'm like 565. <laughs> I want to finish the raid, but I've already accepted how hard it's going to be to find those blind teams. And like, I'm over it. Like I said, really <laughs> enjoying actually the suffocation in some ways of like how hard it is to get these drops. Yeah. And cause when you get them, it feels awesome. And like there's levels that I'm still going into is so challenging. So I care less about getting 600. 
I might be saying something different when I run out of masterwork cores and I can't get to 600 later. Yeah. But at the 565 level, I'm like, I'm, I'm gravy right now because I can uh, – yeah, that was the main point. I am not limited really from doing any activities and I that's what I paid for. I feel yeah. pretty good about that right now. Cool. Nice. So for you, RNG is pretty good. Well, it is now. Not if you just start the game. If those 10 days suck gotcha. for those people the way that it did for me and they just want to go raid with people and I'm seeing some of that with yeah. the amount of time Andrew has, I think that that is broken. Getting up to my level has taken – I don't know if it's 120 hours. I should calculate it, but it's – that's the number to focus on, power per hour again, right. per week <laughs> and what's available. Trade it's all a spreadsheet, power man. Power per hour. Hour per hour, Fran Mirabella. FM3. It's, it's fine. Uh, Destin, what's your take? Uh, I think Bungie thought that people would be in the 550s for this raid. Yeah, I think Maybe so. five five forties to 550s. Mm-hmm. I think that's where they wanted people to be. Mm-hmm. And the fact that somebody like Teddy who only ran one character and got to 535, I think that there were enough bugs and things that need to be addressed to get them to where they expected players to be. Yeah, I think with a really, really hefty grind, they mm-hmm. thought people would be in the 550s and people did not get there. Why like did you Fran- just say that last week? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> It's literally, I want to hug you. That's all I was saying, everybody. We're on, now we're on the same page, everybody. Uh, and, and to get there, to get there, it seems like with the power, with the powerful Engum drop bug, with the, um, offering bug and such like that, I think if those were fixed and just economy stuff like with the exotics, I think if those were adjusted, people would have gotten there. Good job. See, this is what they call breakthrough go. in psychology. Go. Good job. Got him. But I'm not going to say it's broken. I right, don't think, yeah. oh wait, Fran, Got Malfeasance. After three oh. Gambit runs, it's broken. broken yeah. Bungie needs to fix the game. He's so jealous uh, of me. It's, yeah. People stated that. The, the RNG problem could probably be fixed yeah. if they brought back meaningful purchases from vendors. Because right now, if you right. look at all of the items you can buy from the vendors. Shax doesn't even rotate. It's just a dumb helmet every ray. It, in the, if you look at all the items you can buy from vendors in the world, they're all crap. Why would you want to buy any of them? Yeah. So it's like, it's idea, it's, it's interesting thinking about you talking about this pendulum swing and how they're catering to the hardcore but like if i go up to any of the vendors in the tower i don't want any of their garbage yeah. right like it's all super low why why is there not an offering oh for i see some of the roles are right? bad. yeah it's well, the light level you're saying no i'm not talking about the engrams that you get from yeah. giving them tokens i'm talking about what you can just buy outright oh yeah. right like those should be maybe a lower level with good rolls on them better I mean, devils is pretty good or offer an, offer good, yeah. a diverse offering have a couple yeah. of green pieces for people who are just booting up destiny 2 for the first time Obviously, you have to make sure to cater to yeah. those people too, but then offer like maybe one rotating piece per vendor that is, you know, super high h- highlight level or that drops at your light level that costs that costs it. a lot. Whether it's like yeah. you know, like a hundred legendary shards, or maybe it costs like ten or twenty masterwork cores. Or, I do. Or yeah. You, you or, bring up an no, excellent. But, point, but, what, but what I'm saying no, is like you can't make it too cheap, right? But like yeah. make it available so that if I want to grind to get that specific piece, there's a way for me to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually yeah. like that idea because it points at a different issue, which I think is more pool. of a, the loot pool. Exactly. Loot. And like, I didn't bring it up in my review, and it's the only thing I didn't talk about that I. Wish I yeah, would've. the loot pool. The yeah. loot pool absolutely feels light. Like there doesn't feel like a lot of weapons, and less than that, there are less like really desirable weapons amongst them. Remember Destiny Year One? What so was the old. best PVE scout rifle in the game? Hung jury. Hung jury. You could just go buy that, <laughs> and it was like the most desirable rating weapon there was. That like I wish we had a little bit more like that. So, but this is the thing. We it's had, coming. I bet we had that conversation yeah. about that. I mean, random rolls is the artificial loot pool 
widening, right? Yeah, and yeah. we wanted that back. And I mean, I've said this on the show for years that I love random roles. There's been some conversation of, did we like it? Did we not? They took it away. Now we want it back. So that's the artificial widening of the loop pool. And I like it. For the most part, I think, feel now like the vault's kind of small because my vault is full. Well, I mean, I do to too, test out but even roles, with that, but- it feels light. Yeah, I mean that's fair. But but weapon we this was the conversation you and I had in the bonus clip. Weapons always rise to the top. So you could have potentially True. like 200 weapons and there still would only be like maybe 10, 10 really really yeah. really good ones. It's the I do feel the loot pool of new stuff is shallow, but there's a lot of weapons in the game. But it's know. a really um, good weapon. But like I, the I agree with what you guys are, are saying. Really cool overall by the way. Yeah. But I think if you look at the random rolls you're now getting, like everyone I'm always playing with this uh, Elegy sniper that's just from year 1. Yeah. Everyone's always asked, "What is that?" cuz it's got snapshot and it got an awesome role, and you never recognized it before. So I do Achen? feel like, well, the Achen, the Achen's blue role, that's fine. But yeah. it's it's just a legendary um, uh, elegy sniper. But anyway, the point is there's old guns that I think we overlooked that mm-hmm. now have some good new roles. You can add those into the pool. And the, the problem is if you've seen them in the past, you kind of are like, ah, it's old. Mm-hmm. But um, but I would argue there's it's bigger than it seems. But, yes, I'm tired of seeing right. wing commander drops, yeah. which is the helmet, you know, for um, – the hunter and, and stuff like that. There's a lot of armor drops that you're like, I can't, I can't look at these anymore. Yeah. Right <laughs> I just want to say one thing really quick yeah, and sure. then uh, do your outro. Uh, yeah. I just want to thank everybody because uh, the the conversations I appreciate the most are where you can disagree and disagree passionately yeah. and still be friends at the end of it. Whatever, so, Andrea. Care. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate you arguing with me on Twitter and coming here to support your points. Yeah. And Fran, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> there it is. No, I no, agree, no. By Seriously, the way. uh, like oh, I argue with CJ, I argue yeah. with Rancy, I argue with Fran all the time, and, uh, I end up learning stuff sometimes about when I'm wrong. Different and perspective. Hopefully, uh, we can remain friends yeah. after this conversation. <laughs> uh, we, yeah. we didn't even talk about breakthrough. I was gonna it's say, good. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's a new crucible. So here, yeah. Colin Smith, man, do you guys get along outside the office? Yeah. That Actually, we, do. we do. We do. Yeah. We do. And so, I mean, there, there is a certain amount of, I, I had the speed round. Andrea, how much time do you have? Do you have a few minutes yes, for I a speed do. round? Okay. I do. Uh, what, what's your quick, uh, take on breakthrough? Um, right now, the biggest problem that I've seen in my time with breakthrough is people dipping mid-match. So. Oh, yes. That's what, just a problem. Kind Which of is, a destiny issue. No, but it hasn't been a problem with crucible for me so far. Obviously, yeah. they, they had to make that fix with Gambit with people abandoning matches and now there's penalties. I don't know why or if they exist. I haven't seen them yet in breakthrough. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to play, bring a shotgun. You cannot, yeah. cannot yeah. compete in breakthrough EVP. without without a shotgun. No, yeah. I, I compete just fine in Iron Banner and other Crucible without a shotgun. But because of the way the map design is with how you have to Attack take and hold, areas. it's all close quarters combat yeah, it is. or it's all sniping. So yep. it's one or the other. Yep. Um, and so it's been a little bit. It's a little bit. It's been a learning experience playing in this mode. I would obviously recommend going in with a full fire team if you can, because communication is yeah. is crucial about how you're going to, you know, go about your strategy. If like, hey, are we going to go for, you know, yeah, the, the capture point in the center first, or are we going to wait and let them get it, and then we're going to defend, or you yeah. know, things like that. But yeah. cool, um, sounds fun. So far, fun. Um, fast pace. It definitely deserves to be in the competitive playlist versus the quick playlist. Right. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah, sense. They made the right four. call there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I need to play some more, but yeah, don't go in with that. You like it. <laughs> you just want them to tune it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think, and no exiting the match. I think you have, there has to be some pretty stiff penalties because as you guys know from board, previous four v four matches, like if you even lose one person, it's you're tough. at a severe disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah. You yep. lose so many gambit, you're like, well, we're no. gonna lose. Yep. I'm gonna be too busy getting malfeasance. I don't think I'll be. No, you're waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we got five questions real quick. These are yes or no or two second uh, answers. No looking. Yes or no, guys. This it. is the speed round. All right, so everybody. Which side are we starting on? Doing a quick speed round. We'll go like this. Okay, we'll just see no. out yeah, because it doesn't matter. Um, all right, Dado, 
beat the raid in 2402. Does Datto deserve the day one emblem? Andrea. Yes. Fran. No, rules will rule. Rules are rules. I think he'll agree. There you go. I'm on Fran's side. I think like 2402 is not 24 or less. Okay. No, but you should put a lore item in the game about it though. Boom. (laughs) That's That's exactly what I said. That is it. No, I think also he deserves an emblem that says missed it by that much. Yes. (laughs) I love Datto. Well, what's real quick? You were the odd one out. Why does he deserve it? He, he's been a long time committed Destiny content creator. He's arguably one of the best. He's certainly my personal favorite. Yeah. Um, and like the idea that he and his team put all that work in to miss it by a hair is just heartbreaking. It is, it heartbreaking. is heartbreaking. Yeah. But so right there, you heard it. Still no, but <laughs> uh, Andrea, favorite uh, Dado. There you go. Favorite, favoritism. Um, uh, question, uh, also here, uh, when looking for LFG, uh, what's going to be the number one, uh, request for raid team ends after, uh, week one? Uh, Andrea. Wait, I no. Don't Sorry. ask me first. No, okay. France. This is a tough. This it is not a quick this yes or no. That's a yes or no. What are must have whisper of the worm? Okay. Honestly, a mic. That's more important than anything. Ooh, there you go. Galhorn masterwork. I said that to you before <laughs> you the did. show, though. He did. All right, Andrea. What do you think people are looking for in LFG? In LFG, like a weapon or people that know how to headshot. There you go. There you go. Chris. People with good aim. There you go. Precision. Yeah. Gallahorn was the right answer. We've also accepted <laughs> Sleeper. That's another good one. Um, Sleeper, all right. Yeah. Uh, real quick, name one weapon uh, from Destiny 1 that you'd like to see return for Destiny 2, Sean. Uh, Praetorian Foil. Oh, there you go. The old fusion. Destin. Gallahorn. Friends. Plan C. <laughs> oh, oh, there it is. No, I, like that. I like that. Vision of Confluence. Oh, oh there you go. Good. Sounds good. Uh, Hawkmoon. I was, was Hawkmoon yeah. year one. I played the game so long and never got <laughs> and it. And still on hear it. <laughs> we couldn't get it on Xbox. Oh, there it is. Oh, Sean, you thank you so much. After. Thank you so much. Um, all right, last two. Is the raid more fun the second week? Sean. Uh, hard to say because I wasn't in it the first week. Oh, but there it's you very go. fun. Destin. I'm loving it week two. All right. Friend? Is it more fun? Was that the question? Yes. I don't know. It's just fun. Okay. I, I don't know about more. I have not played the raid yet. Oh, there you go. So, yes. Correct answer is absolutely one hour to complete a raid versus 24 hour is much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Deej. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Deej also uh, had a tweet out there. Um, are you having fun with the new Destiny content today? At which point, in brackets, he put, if your answer is no, because I'm at work, the game will be waiting for you when you get home. Oh, I missed that tweet. <laughs> I was at work. I'm at work, too. Out, so we have that in common. Question. Can you play Destiny and be a good person in life or a good parent? Friend. Can you play Destiny and be a good person? Yes. yes. Okay, Andrew? Yes, of course. Unison. Yeah. Sean? I don't know. I think all Destiny people are trash, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep working on it. Well, we oh, know there you go. are. And my response, uh, the, it's actually a trick question. Uh, yes, you're able to play Destiny, uh, but no, you cannot be a good parent or a good person. <laughs> so there you go. That's, That's a nice. direct experience. <laughs> I, I know that. Talking, talking on, uh, We got, there. we got to get Andrea out of here. Yep. I know Fran has big responsibilities here. So, uh, Andrea, you know, when we wrap up the show, we point at the camera, right? Yeah. Say Guardians out. All right. So we're going to do it this episode. So, uh, that's everything that we have. Thank you everybody for joining. And until next time, Guardians, Guardians out. out. <laughs> the laughing in the back. Well, <laughs> oh, because like Destin's prepping everybody. No, he uh, just no. <laughs> it sneaks up on you that the guest would get left out, or who knows. Yeah. I did it very slow and methodical. It's become a just meme on the show. Fred. Is that he sometimes will look at me and I'll be I'll like 
we trip up on it <laughs> do you, and it becomes like a meme yeah. for the Do you want to pick up the uh, outro again and make it less awkward but then also give Andrea the opportunity to tell to her plug. where to find – Yeah, actually, I was just oh. about to say that. Andrea, just do our outro for us. Oh, where, yeah. where can people find you? Um, sure. Well, you can find me at whatsgoodgames.com. We have our weekly podcast there. You can find it on podcast services. I also co-host at Kind of Funny Games Daily uh, a couple of times a week with uh, those kids over there, which is really fun. So that's uh, youtube.com slash games. Cool. Nice. Nice for stopping by. Awesome having you. Thanks for having me, yeah, guys. Yeah, it was fun. Of course. Yeah, it's good. All right, we're gonna oh, until next time. Who won? Who won? Leave it in the comments below. <laughs> Leave it in the comments yeah. below. <laughs> Team Frandria. Team Frandria. Or, or the elites. Yeah. <laughs> or Lex. How do we not get a cool nickname? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Legs Legs or Andrea Frenet. <laughs> All right, we'll do the the outro then. So uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Mm -hmm. And that's all we have time for this episode. But until next time, Guardians out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.